0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. It is good to win. It is good to get out of the problem, get past the conflict, and overcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as we've been studying and seeing the scriptures, God has made us overcomers, and uh, we have a part to play in it. And one of the things that uh, the biggest factor is our faith, and faith needs to be fed. And that's one of the big reasons we have faith school, like we just started off saying. Your faith, you know, what do you feed your faith? Well, not not hamburgers and hot dogs. (laughs) What What do you feed your faith? Uh, In the book of Job, it says the the ear tries words like the, the mouth or the tongue tastes food. And so you actually, spiritually, you eat with your ears. Mm-hmm. You, and, and some words uh, you don't want to listen to, they're poisonous. And they can actually rob you of your faith. There are words, if you let it, will put fear in you, put confusion in you, doubt in you. Oh, but there's other words, the good words of God that are anointed. They will nourish you up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom. Let's release faith for what we need today. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for answers and direction and help. And we thank you for it. We believe we receive it. Uh, get glory to yourself in our lives in every way, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look again in 1 John 5, please. 1 John 5, scripture we're looking at studying in these days. He said, 1 John 5 and 4, he said, Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our Faith now when you say faith what are you talking about faith in what faith in because people have faith in different things doesn't necessarily refer to what this is talking about Jesus said in, in mark 11:22 he said have faith in God have faith in God having faith in the creator having faith. In the Father of Spirits. It's not just having faith in uh, principles, but in a person. Uh, Paul said, by the Spirit, I know in whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that He is able to keep what I've committed to Him. Hallelujah. Why don't you say that out loud? I have faith. I have faith. In God. In God. I, know in I, I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded. I am persuaded. That he is able. He is able. To, keep what I've to, him. to keep what I've committed to him. Now you see another element right there. What have you committed to him? <laughs> see you. Uh, you can't expect him. Uh, to take care of things. That you didn't commit to him. That you're not looking to him for. Go with me to Romans the 10th chapter, Romans 10, we've been looking at it as well, seeing that faith and acting on the gospel is how one becomes born of God. Romans 10 and 15, the last part of it says, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? And like Young's literal translation says, verse 17, so then faith comes by a report and the report by the word of God. So he quoted uh, Isaiah chapter 52 verse and also verse in chapter 53 uh, about believing the report. And that verse goes on to say in Isaiah 53, 1, it says, Who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And the arm of the Lord represents the power of God. Who experiences the power of God? Well, the same one that believes the report. Do you believe the report of the Lord? Yes. <laughs> That's a good answer. Uh, Go back to Numbers, if you would. The uh, 13th chapter. We were studying on this uh, last week. And this is, these passages are just so foundational to faith. If you don't know these, you're unfamiliar with these, take the time. And read carefully chapter 13, chapter 14 in our study here. Because this is the culmination of a a lot of things that happened, that began actually back when God told Abraham that he would deliver his seed out of Egyptian bondage. And sure enough, after 400 years, that happened. And then even though Pharaoh was determined not to let them go, miracle after miracle after sign and wonder until they gave them their money and asked them to go. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, this would have never happened, them being set free, except by God's divine work. And so having seen all this and having heard all this, Having experienced it firsthand, they now are delivered. They're no longer somebody's property. They're no longer slaves. They're healed. The psalmist said he brought them out with silver and gold and there wasn't one feeble person among their tribes. They got money and they're on their way to the promised land. Hallelujah. And God did thing after thing after thing for them. And now they are here. They are at the border here at K-Barnea. And right across the line there is the promised land, the beginnings of it and and, and the land itself. And so we're told in, in Numbers 13 that they chose 12 men, one uh Outstanding individuals from each tribe and sent them on a reconnaissance mission into the land to scope it out, check it out, spy it out, and see what it is. And so, after 40 days, uh, after more than a month, they returned in verse 26. They went and came to Moses and Aaron to the congregation of the children of Israel, unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them, and unto all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. So now are they bringing them the report of all they saw, all they heard, all they experienced in their exploratory trip into the land God said He had given them, the land He said is a good land that flows with milk and honey. So now they're coming back to give the report. And they had evidence of their report. They brought back produce. They, they brought back the giant cluster of grapes that was on a pole that two men carried, and also pomegranates and, and figs and different things. And verse 27, and they told him, they said, We came into the land where you sent us, and surely... It flows with milk and honey and this is the fruit of it. Good news. Is that right? Good news. And just like what God said. God said it was there. And you got to remember, back over in Egypt, they couldn't Google this. (laughs) Right? There are no maps of this. This is back before all the communication stuff and travel stuff. And so... God told them it was there. He told them it was good. And so they got there and they sent in the spies. And sure enough, it's here. And it's good. In fact, it's amazing good. Look at these grapes. Nevertheless, here's where it all goes off the rails. Oh, man. Now, we're laughing, but it really ain't funny. I mean, this is... um, what what does nevertheless mean? Hmm? Nevertheless, I've heard people say, you know, uh, yeah, I know all those scriptures are in there, but what what are they about to say? See, that negates everything they just said. What well, they're saying, it doesn't matter. And aren't they saying? Yeah, the land's there. Yeah, it's it's an amazing land. Yeah, the produce is amazing. But it it doesn't matter. Because we're never going to see it. We're never going to get in it. Because, he goes on to say, the people are strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And we saw the children of Anak there. Now, like we said before, there are hundreds of thousands of people out here in the open that are trying to hear this report. And I know they must be up and projecting and loud, but probably people back, uh, you know, are repeating it. Um, And when they heard Anak, 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 this is the stuff of legend. Giants, huge Almost mythical human beings, and and sometimes people try to say, well, you know, they are mythical, not if you believe the Bible. Hmm? Who's Goliath? Remember, David killed a giant, and um, there was a time when these uh, th- there were giants on the earth, and he said, they said, the giants live here, and so. The the people you know are are already beginning to to be discouraged and depressed just hearing this. And the Amalekites dwell in the land in the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. There's people everywhere, warriors everywhere, walled cities everywhere, and Caleb still the people because he can see, man, they're getting upset. And he gets up and he says, Shh, sh, 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 hush, hush now. Listen, let's go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Now hold on, hold on. Where was he when they were seeing all these giants? Caleb. He was there. He's one of the twelve. He saw the same thing they saw. We talked about this some yesterday, hearing but not hearing. Right? Seeing but not seeing. Hearing and seeing but not understanding. How is it you can see the same thing and come away with a completely different uh, answer or outcome? Well, it has to do with what is your final authority. What's the final word in your life about things? Who has that say? Many Christians would try to tell you that Jesus is their Lord, but in truth, He's their Savior, but not their Lord. What what, what do you mean by that? He doesn't have the final say in their life. They make their own decisions, and they accept other people's word over the Bible and over the Word. And isn't that what's happening right now, that God has told them? This is a, I've given you this land. This land belongs to you. Go up and possess it. And now, most of these folks are saying, well, no, that ain't true. It belongs to them, it belongs to the giants. And they are accepting another report, different from God's report. Now, keep reading. He said, let's go up right now at once. And possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they're stronger than we. Now both of these can't be true. These are opposites, aren't they? We're well able. What did the other guy say? We, We cannot do it. There's no way. Well able. Can't do it. We can do it. We cannot do it. And this is not just mental debate. This is heart belief. Come on, can you see that? Yes. These other guys, they are convinced. All, you, all you're going to accomplish if you go and attack them is die. It'll just mean your death. End of we, we And so you'll be dead and you still won't have won or gotten the land. Can't do it. It's a suicide mission. Caleb says we can do it. We can, we can not only you know, take it but the, he goes on later to talk about how the Lord is with them and he's seeing themselves in their houses and vineyards and orchards and you know they were slaves but now they're going to be landowners. Plantation owners, farm owners, orchard owners of herds and and flocks, and we can do it. Let's go get it today. They said, we can't. We can't do it. One of those is not true. Right? You either can do it, or you can't do it. One of those is not true. Does it matter which one you believe? Oh, it it governs your life. It either limits you, it either robs you, or it makes miracles possible. Yeah. Hallelujah. We can't. You know, wish we could, but we just can't. I remember a scripture in the New Testament that says, we can. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ. Don't, don't leave that part out. <laughs> Because in and of yourself, there's a whole lot of things you can't do. But you're not by yourself. And Caleb wasn't just counting on himself. He's counting on the Lord helping them. And they have all seen what God has done for them. All the way from the first miracle in Egypt until the splitting of the Red Sea. It's not like nobody has seen any miracles around here. But just seeing miracles... And that's a phrase, isn't it? Just seeing miracles doesn't give you faith. You'll hear people sometimes say, well, you know, if, if I could just see a miracle, I'd believe. No, not necessarily. It'd still be a choice. And then tomorrow, when something else comes up, it'll still be a choice. They've seen miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. And now, what do they need? Another miracle. Is that right? And what do they say? Oh, we can't, we can't do this. This will take a miracle. What did you just say the last, you know, ten times? Yeah, I know, but this is different. No, it's not. A miracle is a miracle. Amen. God's still real. He's still on the throne. Faith still works. Yes. Can you say amen? amen? And verse 32, "...and they brought up an evil report of the land..." which they had searched unto the children of Israel. Now we talked about Romans 10, that the gospel is the good report. Had they heard the gospel? Yeah, they had. Had they heard good news? Good news from God. What was the good news? I got a land for you. I have personally picked out. Hallelujah. It's not like some of that old dry land you were working over there, uh, in slavery, where you had to irrigate stuff and pump it with your foot. No, this is a land of hills and valleys, and I caused the rain to come on it abundantly the early rain, the latter rain, and it is a land rich and flows with milk. And he, he went on in Deuteronomy, he talked to him about. He said, It's got precious minerals that you can dig out, and it's got uh, orchards that you didn't plant, vineyards you didn't plant, houses you didn't build. Is this good news? Come on, is it? You know, th- this is a dream for anybody, especially a slave, right? Somebody who was a slave just not many days ago. You're free, you're healed. You got money, and you're about to own property. Oh Hallelujah! Is this good news? Come on, is this good? And see, people fight this because the devil fights this. See, we start talking about some of these things. You know that God wants you. He wants you to have something. He He's a God of abundance. He, He'll meet all your needs, and he, He'll even give you richly all things to enjoy. He, He'll help you get a house. He'll help you get a nice car. Well, you start talking about some of those things, and a lot of Christians today, they go, oh, 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 now, oh, now, oh, now, (laughs) oh, now what? Well, y'all are just, you know, those uh, prosperity preachers. Y'all are, you know, you just preach healing and, and all that stuff. Well, that's good news. I said, that's good news. What is the gospel? I actually had somebody tell me one time, Well, we don't preach all that that healing stuff, we just preach the gospel. (laughs) Really? Because when Paul preached the gospel in Acts 14, people got faith to be healed from hearing what the Bible calls the gospel. No, friend. Religion has substituted confusion for good news. And People think that if it's anything good or enjoyable, well, that must not, you know. No, because, you know, to really be spiritual, you have to endure some hardship and, and you know, God did not want you to have, because, you know, uh, money's the root of all evil. Uh, you're misquoting scripture. No, it's the love of it. And if you uh, represent the Lord, you will endure some persecution. And you will have to make some sacrifices and endure some hardship to follow him all the way. But it shouldn't be suffering from the curse of the law. You've been redeemed from that. More good news. Can you say "Thank thank you, Lord? So you got the good report and you got the evil report. Now the word evil just literally means bad. It's the word we'd use today, bad. We don't use that word evil as much as they did. But it's the same. It's the, it's the opposite of good. Good report, bad report. And, and we have the, the luxury of looking here, overview, knowing how all of this turned out in the end. But can you see, They didn't. maybe they didn't see it at the moment, but everything is hinging right now. Their future is hinging on which report they believe. All of these hundreds of thousands of people out here in the desert, even after all the miracles God has done in their life, after their miraculous deliverance and all of the uh, uh, stuff he's done for them, still, whether they are stuck in a dry repeating loop ...for the rest of their life... ...or whether they go in... ...to exceeding abundantly above... ...what you've asked or thought... ...is happening right here... ...right now... ...on what do you believe? We can do it! Let's go get it! They said, are you crazy? (laughs) We cannot do it! Did you... Caleb, you were there! You saw the size of these warriors! You saw these walled cities... How are we ever going to get in through the wall? Well, we have the luxury of reading some more after this. Was there a way to get through the wall? Not conventional. <laughs> huh? Didn't need a jackhammer. Didn't need any dynamite. Why? They had God. I said they had God. God's better than dynamite. You remember at Jericho? Round and round the walls, shouted, blew the trumpets. Walls came, just like pressing a button on an elevator. Straight down, down. They just walked right in. That could have happened decades earlier, too. If it could have happened then, it could have happened before then. But they didn't, you know, these folks didn't get to experience it. Because they believed they can't. We can't. There's no way we can't. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel. Now here, and this is revelation, this is insight. This is an excerpt of the bad report. What's the bad report? They said, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. That's not true. That's an exaggeration. Everybody there is not 10 feet tall. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants. We were in our sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. That's not true either. The giants were there, but the giants did not see them as grasshoppers. Later on, when the other generation finally went in, they found out they were scared of them. They had heard about what God had done in Egypt and they were, all, they were shaking in their boots waiting for them to get there. God had already set that up. But the evil report was, and, and we'll look at this perhaps later, but other scripture says they slandered the land. God said it's a good land that you will eat and enjoy And they said, no, it's a bad land that will eat you up. The Lord said, it's a good land where you'll enjoy yourself and you'll be free and you'll have abundance. They said, no, it's a land where you will die. It's a land that will destroy you and consume you. And they slandered the land. They they denied the good report. This is still going on today. I said, this is still going on today when God says, I've got something good for you. And other people say, well, you know, we may not need that. That may not be what's best for us. Well, no, good is what God wants for you. Amen. Not evil. Not bad. Not ever. Come on, y'all with me. Yes. Said out loud, I believe the good report. I I reject, the bad report. I reject the bad report. What God says, what God says is, true. is true. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Our time's up again. But are you convinced that he is a good God? And He, the, the good news is all the good things our good God has done for us through Jesus. And I'm going to believe that from now on. Hallelujah. And every time anything comes up and I hear a bad report, I'm going to go, I'm going to put that on hold. Where's the good report, Lord? Tell, tell me the good news about this and that will get us through. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got a victory, living inside Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today.